This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Andy Stinton, our small businessman, and big, big Michael Diamond with Upstream Strategy Group. Hello. Hello. He is so cool, you know. Is He's, he? Yeah. Tell everybody what you did on the weekend. Yeah, you know, that's that's unnecessary. <laughs> he went to see Billy Joel oh, and I, Tony oh, I, Bennett showed up. I, I saw, oh, Tony I Bennett saw showed that. Up. It was pretty good. In those shoes. You're like wearing slippers. I bought new shoes. Velvet Be- slippers. I've decided to abandon uh, I'm, Converse. I'm hope well you should abandon those shoes. <laughs> go back to go back to the Converse. <laughs> Nonetheless, good to have you both. Uh, this is not really a debatable, but certainly being felt around the world uh, as we witness, um, you know, one of the oldest churches in the world go up in flames, the uh, cathedral. Um, in Paris, and you know, this also houses some of the most important relics in the world. We're not sure exactly what they got out, but it certainly is the holiest week. Uh, we believe that they got the crown of thorns out, the cross that Jesus would have been on, as well as some of the nails. But without question, a massive loft. And I don't know if you've been there or seen it, but um, yeah, it's a bit like it's beautiful and obviously a, a, a dev- devastating to lose such an important part of uh, Western civilization. What I'm most concerned about, though, is where Andy's going to live now that the clock tower is gone. <laughs> yeah, but look, this but but look, this is one of those places where, you know, if you know you even Disney films, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, this things is, you know. You know what? I I I I used to have to go to Paris a lot when I lived in England and uh that was sort of the centerpiece of Paris and it was was the high point in Paris before they built the Eiffel Tower and it's where you measured everything from and there's many a happy hour I used to spend near a crepery there. The unfortunate thing is, which I haven't seen that the media cover a lot, it's falling apart after all this time. Well, it was under renovation. I mean, I don't know if that they, was that particular well, area. Oh, it was a constant uh, repair. No, it like hadn't that. been renovated since Victor Hugo's days in 1866, I think. And they were having trouble, believe it or not, raising money for it because the French government owns it and they sort of rent it out to the Catholic Church. Mm. And they were having trouble. There's bits falling off it, the gargoyles that drain the water off. And the biggest problem was the spire, which was replaced 200 years ago. But they were having a lot of problem raising money for it. And I think that issue in a very sad, sad way is now solved because I think the world will step up. Well, no, that'll lead to massive blowback. If it's found that the, you know, the French government, which is out tonight pledging to rebuild, we've got a a $100 million donation from one of the billionaires, uh, European billionaires, that's all fine. But if it's found that the the government let it fall into such a state of disrepair that this was inevitable, there'll be a lot of blowback. You know, that's also a good reminder that it's easy to attack politicians, but uh, like when Justin Trudeau decided not to move into 24 Sussex to actually put the investment that that fairly significant building in our countries uh, to our country to our country uh, t- to bring it up to code and make it stand uh, to to modern standards that was important and you shouldn't criticize things like that I'd also like to apologize and retract <laughs> my earlier comments I should not use such a terrible event to make fun of Andy because it's so easy to make fun of Andy there you go uh, nonetheless uh, but you know I don't know if they'll be able to salvage it I don't know they've had many fires well, and even if they can it's not the same 
You know, it won't be the same, but they've but, had a number of fires that have been lit in the last, uh, you know, few months. So, so f- nerves are frayed, and certainly if you're a Christian, you know, uh, people are saying, "Well, why are why are our churches being burnt down?" I don't know if this is, I think, a renovation gone bad, uh, but again, it's frayed nerves. But you know, the other side of it is, I mean, we think of these old monuments that and places in these spaces are like Gothic architecture that they've always been the same. That place has reformed itself so many times after the French Revolution. It was just about decimated. And they went back in and they fixed it up. It sure, but you're f- not going to replace like the the roof was made of thirteen thousand oak trees from like five five to seven hundred years ago. You, you can't replace that. Yeah, but that's the second spire they've had. They they, they replaced spire, the, the spire. roof. The roof. Yeah. Yeah. The spire, I, and, yeah. So I, I think though it's extremely sad, and and having lived around old buildings in Britain, when they do these renovations, they are really really smart about taking all the artwork away because of the dust that will come out. So I think you're going to find out that even though it's incredibly tragic, that there's a lot more safe, thank God, than, I than hope we thought. So. Hope so. I sure hope so. But at what point when you're doing renovations, like, what do you, like, A, no smoking, B, turn the blowtorch off. Best equipment. Off. Like, Best equipment. It'll, it'll turn out to be something so stupid. Yep. And you'll say, really? A thousand years of history gone because, yep. you know, you forgot to butt out your cigarette. Um, let's talk about the Alberta election. Not really, you know, go into the details of it, but certainly they will go to the uh, polls tomorrow, which could be the final nail in the Trudeau carbon tax. But for now, uh, that carbon tax is being fought in an Ontario courtroom, in a Toronto courtroom, and also uh, four other provinces are fighting to stop this tax that will drive up the price on everything. Uh, and Andy, I think I already know what your, your thoughts are on the carbon tax, but nonetheless, uh, should we be fighting this? I think it's stupid to fight it. I mean, everybody, I'm not a legal expert by by any stretch of the imagination, but just about everything I've read says that this unconstitutional argument just will not fly. And we're, we're spending 30 million or the, actually the Ontario government will not actually say how much they're going to spend. They're very cagey about that. Well, not cagey. They it's their did. own lawyers. They see, he said up to $30 million. I'll be what the hell are they spending $30 million on? Uh, but like, I, I mean, from everything I've heard, this doesn't stand a hope in hell. So why are they doing it? Well, look, judges, one, judges are unpredictable. I'd hate to go in and assume that a judge, uh, assume what a judge is thinking as we saw, uh, you know, with the, uh, progress the left-wing uh, challenge of uh, bill five last last summer everyone said oh they don't have a like to stand on then they won in court of course they lost an appeal so I I, I I I think it is worth fighting this is something worth fighting for and of course this also uh, gives this issue a lot of attention which is important for those of us who resent having to pay this carbon Ponzi scheme uh, and you know, have the Ponzi scheme, more... why don't you look up what happened in California before you get into your partisan let's look at what happened in Australia were they abandoned California, it worked. They had a, dem- a Republican governor. They had a Democratic uh, legislature. They put it in, and it has worked. What has it, it has increased for? revenue. It's increased jobs. It's increased their economy. Well, they cut down on their economy. Okay, I just sat and read all this today, so I guess all these okay. people are lying. Well, we could also look at what happened in Australia. I, just where I, I personally wouldn't use California as an okay, example. Okay, how about Sweden or Finland? Well, maybe, where but it's not worked California. In all of those has places, it, has it moved the temperature? Has the temperature changed? Oh, it's not. You're going to have to do it globally. Everybody's going to have well, to get in. But, but they think but this is not the big emitters to do it. Then, but your whole objection to this is because it's it's you hate Trudeau. No, you know, it's time I hate we taxes. Ju- no, I hate I taxes. Say, <laughs> I, I also hate but Trudeau. But you get it back. 
No, you don't get That's it. That's a Ponzi okay. scheme, Andy. Why is it a Ponzi scheme? You don't How get do you it know back. until you don't get it back? No, no, no. Because you're spending <laughs> a heck of a lot more than $300 a year because you're buying your gas, you're buying your food, you're buying everything you buy is going to go up. And it's a lot more. If your whole family, let's say, because I think they base the numbers on a family, family of, four. of four. Well, if you're giving $300 to a family of four, that that's that's nothing. But that's wh- pennies. Wh- okay, why can't we agree on a course of action instead of sitting here every week and then reading about everywhere I else. Gave a, I N- gave no, it a solution. Nobody, you're not talking about cutting down carbon. I agree with you on the plastics. Because we don't have a carbon problem. Right? But we do have a no, carbon problem. No, we don't. Problem. We, have, we actually, we don't. That's There's the also thing. non-taxation we're, we're ways to address problem. that. Yeah, and Canada is not the problem. It's uh, the United you, States and places like oh, China. Oh, United States and China and India. But we signed on, actually it was Harper who signed but on to the Paris is, Accord. No, the United States was Prime Minister at that time. You, look, Stephen Harper signed on. Justin Trudeau signed on to the same numbers. They didn't change their numbers. And Ontario is on track right now to meet our targets. So th- th- I think the big problem I have with it is Ontario has a plan. And the, the government of the day said either we put this tax on you or you come up with one. And the Ford government and the other provincial government said, we've got a plan, and they didn't like it. Which is there's another carbon tax. What I do object to no, is, no. Pay, I, is paying this and, and to me, you, you guys get all inflamed about what the liberals do. I don't, you know, I sit in the middle. Putting this propaganda that we're going to have to pay for on gas pumps. We're not paying for it. It's no, a sticker. No, the, the, the government does. But if this point. I'm going to put one on this, my this, car. This, this business forehead. owner doesn't put it up there. He can get fined for $1,000. Yeah, that, yeah, that's not you, what we're talking about. Why are we doing products. that? Andy, if that Gatorade bottle you had there didn't have a food label on it, an ingredient list, they would be fined. Labeling something that's mandated by governments. I think the bottom line is it's like we just roll over and accept these arguments based on emotional, um, you know, they're not, it's not, it's not going to change. We have a problem. It should be, the federal government's solution to the problem should be about what is the reduction in emissions, not what is the tax that is collected. Like, this is what I don't understand. If the Ford government is on track to read the targets and it doesn't include a tax, why can't Even that better. just be? Ex- I mean, that but is how, the plan. How are they on, on target? They've only been in power for what? But they put, they've, they put, they've announced their plans to so give them an implementation period. But they actually haven't period. done anything. So how can you well, say they're reaching targets? True. Wouldn't that be the liberals that reach, help reach those targets? Well, they were You're, on a path and they're carrying forward with the path. But the bottom line is Ontario is on track to meet its targets. So why do we have to pay another tax? I mean, you need only to look at BC where they're paying $1.70 of gas, where it's not neutral at all. To see that that's the, the, you know, canary in the coal mine. There's your warning. And, and do you think the average person is going to care? Uh, when they're paying a buck seventy, Dan. I think a lot of beyond. folks voted for Doug Ford because they didn't want cap and trade anymore. They didn't want a carbon tax, and I think you're going to see that reproduced across the country uh, this October, and that's going to be bad for uh, what's his name. Uh, gas goes Trudeau. up five cents. It actually went down because we're now going no, into gonna summer go gas. But it would go lower. It would be five cents lower without without this carbon bond. Uh, you know scheme. what? I don't care if the gas goes up five. But cents. You don't. You're lucky. But you're but you're not most people. A lot of people are struggling. I, I still I still watch all these people filling up at the gas station with their because gas. Because they we have, have to. Still. But you don't know what's in the A lot book. of folks, it's not a luxury. Driving an SUV isn't because they want to have fun. It's because that's how they're going to get the kid to hockey practice. Well, they could buy a, a, another vehicle that's more economic. 
It's not that easy. But anyway, let's sure uh, take is. a quick. No, it's not. Let's take a quick break here. Break. And, <laughs> and we will uh, pick up a, a story that will not please our friends to the west at all because it um, doesn't sound like we're getting that high speed rail corridor from Toronto to Windsor anytime soon. So we'll pick up that. And uh, what's with the vaping? Why don't we care about the vaping? No one cares about the kids vaping? Come on. We'll talk about that next coming up here on Point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Got Andy Stinton. Hey! Andy Stinton's child is in here, and uh, not me. <laughs> and Michael Time is in here too. God, I think if you were my illeg- illegitimate son, wouldn't that be scary? Oh boy, uh, Ontario. Uh, so this is going to affect us a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners in uh, London, Hamilton, certainly those areas. But uh, you know, there was a lot of excitement. Because the Liberals plan to connect Toronto to London by 2025. Remember, they extended this line to Windsor. This was going to be all the rage. Billions and billions on this transit line. And uh, Ford government has paused all capital funding for this proposed high-speed rail corridor from Toronto to Windsor. You know, I'm disappointed, Michael, but it was a promise that could never be fulfilled. Oh, absolutely. It wasn't even a promise. It was Kathleen Wynne writing a check that she knew was going to uh, bounce because there was no money in the uh, in, in the coffers to pay for it. So uh, w- would this be a project? Is this a project that one day is worthy? Absolutely. But let's uh, we have to have the fiscal house in order. And there's some other priorities that have to be built. Really, really important. But uh, this is something, you know, it would be great if Canada had uh, high-speed uh, rail across the country uh, in various parts. But uh, it wasn't just, it wasn't feasible. It was a desperate play by a government that uh, had no money and was going around writing blank uh, checks that were going to uh, bounce. But you know, when you're spending billions and billions and billions and talking about Toronto transit and all the rest of it, and you're a taxpayer in Ontario, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, what the hell's in it for me? I mean, this is a big province. If you want to actually settle a lot of the traffic issues, you build transit. Yep. And building links to Hamilton and to London and beyond to Windsor, to me, just you'd get so much traffic off the roads right there. Now that says open for business to keep that, this up. That's, yeah. well, and and he, he, here's the issue. There's nothing and it's you can't the, get it, transit. It's the same issue all the time. Can we get a transportation policy that stops being this political pawn like Toronto's transportation system became? We're always cancelling something. We're never building something. Well, and I think that's one of the great things about what uh, was announced last week by by the Ford government was uploading the subway infrastructure of the TTCs of the province so we can start building out regionally and provincially this uh, mass uh, mass rapid but transit at some point, uh, proposal. Bill, like we've got the tracks. Mm-hmm. They've, well, someone's got to negotiate. Well, but, great, but put, then put more vehicles on them well, because they're, people they're, from Hamilton increased. and... They've increased um, uh, go go service to Niagara to other parts of the province. This is an important but step. Can more be done? Can more be done? Absolutely. I don't think the people in Niagara think it's marginal. I no, you what know what? I think people in Niagara. I think people in Hamilton. I think people in London. I think people in in Windsor and Sarnia. I think they're saying, you know what? To hell with this. We're stuck where we are because we can't get transit, so we're gonna have to drive for two hours a day. Uh, frankly, I just think at some point there's got to be a game plan that is put out in front. We of We saw them. it last Thursday. Well, you saw it for part. Yeah, you saw it aimed at Toronto GTA. on something that probably, um, once the, again, will the... never be built. But, no, I do but, think it will be built. But, but, but the other side of it is every country, you look at Britain, you, you can live two hours away and commute into London every day. You cannot do that. And that's what we need to expand our manufacturing well, space. And that's what will make Ontario grow. No transportation, no public well, transportation GTA, won't happen. People do have commutes of that length. Well, the GTA is, is ridiculous. I mean, but the bottom line is, in this day and age, with what we pay in taxes, there should be a 
better and a bigger picture with transit. I think, and, and exactly, there, there absolutely should be, and that's why I think it's a great step as the province is uploading the subway and mass rapid transit yeah, infrastructure. They're canceling this one. No, they put they, it on. They're ice. putting it on hold, Andy, because it was never going to happen. Scale it down. I mean, it a bit. was Does not it going to happen. Have to be black it, and white. It was never going to happen. Let's be honest, because because Wynne made this very last minute promise, and she had to get elected, and they again they didn't have the money. Having said that. Uh, it's just, if I'm in that region of the world, I'm thinking, you know. Of course. Look, I mean, and this government has announced uh, transit projects across the province, be it in Ontario or London or Mississauga. I mean, it's not just, it's not all about Toronto. And that's very important. Folks across the province have transit needs. Folks across the province have pay taxes. Everyone deserves service. This was a project that was, uh, you know, there's nothing easier than being a premier who you know you're on your way out because you can just go and throw out those imaginary uh, checks that are going to, that are going to bounce all around the province and make the next guy look bad but uh, eventually reality settles in let's talk about vaping because you know we have in the last couple of decades we 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 you know, bubble wrap our kids for generations. We have bubble wrapped our kids and we've terrified them for decades about the, you know, the side effects of smoking. And now we've got reports of records of numbers of kids vaping and no one seems to care. But this is exactly, Andy, what the tobacco companies want. They want to get these kids kind of in it and addicted. And they say vaping makes you four times uh, more at risk to pick up the habit. But why, why doesn't anybody care about the vaping? I vape. And- yeah, but you're an adult. I mean, we're talking well, about teens. Okay, we're talking about that's teens. Not push you no one cares what happens to you at this point. We care about the kids. <laughs> I care. <laughs> yeah, Michael cares. Well, I don't. Yeah, but anyway. here's what it is. If you actually go into a vape shot, and here's a misconception, a lot, a large majority of the vape juices don't have nicotine in them. They're, and this is what they're worried about. They're Candy Crush and Peppermint and all of those things. There. The vape is the basically the same technology that you use in smoke machines that when you guys used to go to clubs, you were just vaping big time. Sure, but I wasn't... That's bizarre. Well, okay, but I mean, the bottom line is you're making it glamorous and allowing it um, for kids, and no one seems to really kind of want to stamp it out, and now I think it's too late. Well, and I don't think this is uh, the fault of the tobacco companies. I mean, it's easy to blame, but if you look at if you look at uh, the major producers of uh, vape products, they're not uh, connected to uh, the traditional legacy uh, industry in, in many cases. They're just coming out with them. Those so, the, the ones that they've just launched in the gas stations, and I won't mention their name, are actually owned by a tobacco company. And another tobacco company in the yeah, next it's the way two it's the way they can market. Well, and those get the are kids heated, in. and they can't market actually. You no, can, yeah, they, they can't market. But they can it, put but, it at the very front of like, think, where you can see so, it. So no one wants anyone to vape. Vaping is meant to get people off of smoking, not starting smoking. So I think you know we definitely don't want uh, kids using uh, these products. Uh, that said, uh, they should actually start uh, either deregulating flavored tobacco or actually regulating these flavors well, because they, I think they it's have re- deregulated flavored tobacco. No, they've regulated it. They got rid of yeah they got rid of it so so, so if menthol. you can't buy menthols uh, you shouldn't but be able to vaping buy vaping has helped me quit smoking and except for the extra arm i've grown i don't see any problems with it and how's your impotence oh sorry <laughs> uh quickly before we let go uh emotion and i'm the offensive one <laughs> 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 a motion going to city council. You, you know, the great thing is is that Alex amuses herself a lot, doesn't she? She's sitting there going, whoa. Yeah, like, never mind. I thought that was funny, but, you know, you got to know my sense of humor. I, I'm not going to get into this last topic because I ran out of time. That's a closer. It's a closer. Yeah, yeah, that's a closer. <laughs> Always be closing. We know why she ran out of time because you and I were talking again, Michael. That's right. Zip it. Zip yeah, it. I don't zip it. Shh. All right, 841, zip it. Thank you very much. Michael Diamond, thank you very much. Andy Stinton, appreciate it. On point on Global News Radio.